Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Vikash Bhatia, Head of Product for Azure Confidential Computing at Microsoft. Welcome to the program, Vikash. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So we've had folks from Microsoft on before talking about confidential computing, but why don't we just start with the foundation of what is confidential computing for Azure and why is Microsoft so focused in this space? Confidential computing, we think, is going to be a key technology for our industry as we move forward. I think as before we get into really what confidential computing is, it's important to step back and look at the larger macro slash meta picture. The key thing is that data itself is a key asset that most organizations own, right? At this stage in 2020, we all know how critical data is. We also know that privacy itself is required. Customers, when they give us their data, they put their trust in us, and it's important for us to maintain their trust. But the challenge is that data breaches that happen all the time, these need to be taken seriously. Just in the past few months, I have seen a ton of these data breaches happen, and these data breaches themselves are pretty costly. In general, I have heard stats which say there's a cost of $4 million per data breach to an enterprise. On average, I've heard that $6.5 million is the cost for an average healthcare breach. So, of course, these data breaches are costly to the enterprise, but at the same time, you will lose that trust of the customer that they give us when they give us that data to own. If we step back and look at the data protection lifecycle, it's good to think of it as three legs of a stool. There's data at rest, there's data in transit, and there's data in use. As an industry, we've done a tremendously good job of protecting data at rest. We encrypt inactive data when it's stored in blob storage, databases, et cetera. Similarly for data and transit, we encrypt data that is flowing between untrusted public or private networks all the time. HTTPS and TLS are something that are extremely prevalent and common in our industry. But data in use, when the data is being computed upon, that computation happens entirely in the clear. When that happens entirely in the clear, it exposes your data to some attack vectors. Now, when we think about these attack vectors, it is important to step back and understand how an app runs when it's running in a cloud-based environment, or what does a typical app look like when it's running in a VM on the cloud? So when your app is running on a VM in a cloud, we may do a lot of the work to make sure that that app is secure. We've done all the great job in making sure our threat models are in place. We've taken sure about the security architecture of the application. We made sure there is no unauthorized access. We put our back controls in place. But when that app is running on the cloud, that app is running on an operating system. That operating system in a VM environment may run multiple other apps on the same VM. Similarly, that VM is running on a hypervisor. There is a CPU beneath it. So the challenge is that when your app is running and you're computing on that data, you're exposed to a bunch of attack vectors that may arise in the guest operating system, the host OS kernel, the hypervisor. Those are the technical components that may have a vulnerability that may compromise your data. 
But in addition to those technical vulnerabilities, there's also physical slash human vulnerabilities. For example, if your VM admin has access to your VM, that VM admin may install something on the VM that is scraping your memory and you have no idea what happened. Similarly, when your app is running in a cloud environment, there is a chance that a host admin or the cloud service provider admin has access to your machine or your node and they install something either in the hypervisor or the host OS that may compromise your VM and the data that it holds. There are also concerns about physical hardware access. A lot of companies we know are hesitant to move their most secure workloads to the cloud because of attack vectors like this. And this is where confidential computing comes in. As I mentioned a few minutes earlier, with confidential computing, we help industry evolve from computing in the clear to encrypting data while in use. This lessens the need for trust in the hardware, software, stacks, and operators. So what we mean by confidential computing is that we are protecting and encrypting data that is in use while is it in RAM and when it is being computed upon. When you look at Microsoft's history here, about 18 months ago, you announced your initial forays in confidential computing and, and worked with Intel on the delivery of initial steps in that direction. What has the progress been since that point, and what has Microsoft done in terms of the services that you're delivering to customers? So yes, we have been working very closely with Intel the whole time. With Intel, we've taken the initial Coffee Lake-based Beyond processors, and we've had them on public preview for quite some time now. It's been a year or something. But we're very excited to say that in April of 2020, we are going to be GAing that Coffee Lake SKU, which is built on the eight core hardware and now has 256 MB of EPC memory, which is twice the amount of memory that existed before. So with this SGX hardware, we now have an ability to protect data when it is being used. And it is important to step back and understand how do we do that? So as I mentioned earlier, that when your app is running in a VM environment, that app is exposed to the guest OS, the hypervisor, and so on. But with Intel SGX hardware, there are these new instructions that are set aside to create these private regions of code and data. And these private regions are something that we call enclaves or a protected enclave. And in that enclave, that is the only place where data is only ever in the clear within the protected memory. And every time that data leaves the productive memory, it is encrypted every time it is pushed off the CPU. So you as a developer or as an organization can make sure that you always have control of your data and nobody else can really snoop in. Now, we've been working with customers for quite some time now, and we are doing a few pilots that are resonating very much with customers in the regulated industries, specifically in finance, healthcare, government, and energy sectors. And in these sectors, we are actually finding a ton of engagement with these offerings that we have built on the SGX hardware. Now, specifically, I'd like to double-click into a use case or a workload that we are finding confidential computing to be a very good fit for. And that use case is multi-party data sharing. 
Now, as we know that the amount of data that we are generating is quite high, right, as a society. Now, companies want to drive intelligence of that data, but the amount of data that they own is less than the amount of data that actually exists on that problem. Let me give you an example, like something that we are doing in the healthcare industry with a customer. Now, in the healthcare industry, to solve for new drug creation or new drug development, it is quite a long and a lengthy process. Now, these drug companies need to be able to merge their data together, their own data, plus other healthcare companies' data together, and maybe more than two, maybe more than five, right? Like there are these use cases that we run into where these healthcare companies want to be able to run simple analytics on this merged data set in a way that maintains that confidentiality. Now that confidentiality requirement is something that they have on their own because in many cases, these drug companies are competing with each other. So sharing the data with each other is almost prohibitive from a competitive perspective, right? But even more important for these regulated industries, there are regulations in place that require these drug companies to be able to protect their data in a way that this data should not be able to leak out to anybody else so that they can perform these operations in a secure and a private way. With confidential computing, we've been, we are working with a few drug companies where we are providing these secure enclaves where these drug companies can put their data together in the secure enclave, and none of these drug companies will be able to view the data of the other company. So for example, if healthcare company A has data in the enclave and healthcare company B has data in the same enclave, healthcare company A will not be able to see healthcare company B's data and vice versa. This is because the enclave protects the code and the data together in only a way where that operator who's operating that tenant has access to the keys which protects that data. And in order to protect the keys, we provide a bunch of services inside Microsoft Azure, which gives you like, for example, we have this attestation service that ensures that the data that you're operating on and the code that you're operating on is really the code and the data that you think you're operating on. This sort of capabilities are really important for these drug companies to be able to perform those simple analytics that they were looking to solve this huge problem about doing these new drug development with clinical trials and time series trials that where the full data set is actually across multiple companies together. In fact, this is something that is even more prevalent in the times that we are living with COVID-19, where these companies need to be able to create vaccines and drugs, or even for that matter, do simple research on this sensitive data without leaking that confidentiality. Confidential computing on Azure can give you those secure enclaves where these healthcare companies can put that data together in a common enclave and perform those analytics that gives them that business result that they're looking for. In addition to analytics, we've also actually found a really good fit and a lot of demand from organizations on confidential machine learning, where they wanna do confidential machine learning inferences and training on this data in a way that protects the confidentiality of the data. Generally, what happens with machine learning is the data that you're operating on is extremely sensitive. Right, And in order to remove that sensitivity, companies try to remove PII information 
or they put that human element in place where only a certain set of humans have access to the data for eyes off training or eyes on training right and all of those processes are pretty cumbersome and they take a lot of time and honestly they're not even foolproof right like we trust humans there are times where the human itself may not be malicious but their keys or their access may be lost and now somebody might walk away with the sensitive data that you did not want to get leaked with confidential computing we now have the ability to operate on this data in a secure way where only the entity that has access to the data can see the data only inside that enclave and not in the clear ever outside the enclave now i know that you're also working within the confidential computing consortium to get others on board with this compute model how is the work within the ccc progressing and what's next there the ccc is a key aspect of the overall confidential computing journey ccc is something that microsoft has participated in with intel since the early days so the ccc is the confidential computing consortium and in the ccc we have had an open community where we are welcoming all industry partners to join us in this journey together and the ccc is something that was launched in september of 2019 and since that time we have actually seen a ton of interest from a large swath of companies who have joined the ccc just as a few examples we have alibaba oracle baidu facebook uh, of course intel Google, VMware, Microsoft and the list is growing over time. We have Red Hat in there. So in a sense, we've got the right set of companies involved in this confidential computing consortium where every week we are meeting as a group, we have a governing board, we have a technical advisory committee that meets every week, we have the outreach committee that meets every week. Just last month when we could freely move about in the country, I had gone down to San Francisco for a physical in-person meeting with the CCC and it was a very productive meeting and I'm super excited to see the enthusiasm in this group to drive the uptake and awareness and to really focus in on the problems that confidential computing can help solve and honestly we all have this vision that confidential computing is going to be ubiquitous and inevitable in a short period of time the question is how fast can we get there what are the problems that we see along the way that we can solve the work that we've done now with GAing the DCCs VMs on the Azure cloud in partnership with Intel is the first step in that journey we have taken for example our open enclave SDK and we've published it to the CCC there are other projects in there like the Intel SGX SDK is there and the NRX SDK by Red Hat is there and we are entertaining other projects as well to get into the ccc there is a committee there is a intake process that is being built right now and the amount of enthusiasm in this community is very increasing and i'm very happy with this collaboration that we've got with the rest of the industry in the confidential computing consortium when you look at what we're delivering in terms of customers where do you see the earliest deployment of confidential computing what types of industries and where do you think we're going to be in a year from now with this technology I think from a industry vertical perspective we have found a great fit and a lot of demand from regulated industries 
So specifically, we've gotten pilots underway with a few banks in the financial services industry. We are also seeing a ton of interest from the healthcare industry. We are seeing interest from the government. There are a lot of government workloads that we are investigating where they're trying to make this sensitive data appear and be confidential inside this enclave. In addition, we are also seeing interest from the energy industry. So if I had to pick four industries, I would say financial, healthcare, energy, and gov are the four industries that we're seeing a lot of interest in. Now, we are also seeing a ton of interest in the multi-party data sharing workloads. So there is interest in the industry right now where multiple of these banks and healthcare providers are coming together to share data in a common and a secure way. In addition, I see this industry evolve in a way where projects that are handling sensitive data, so you may think about open source projects who are managing you know, customer data like databases or front-end services for cash management or load balancing. There are some key workloads that handle that sensitive customer data that we anticipate are going to be confidential in a year's time frame. In addition to the key workloads and the key industries, we're also seeing advancements in hardware technologies that are going to be coming our way in the next year or so, which will allow us to take the work that we've done so far and really accelerate the way that confidential computing adoption will increase. In many ways, I think about our confidential computing journey in three phases. The first phase is enablement, the second phase is scaling, and the third phase is pervasiveness. So I believe that in 2019, we kind of went through this enablement phase, right, where we are enabling this industry to come together, form the consortium, have this initial offering in the Azure cloud, that allows us to test the waters and really find this key workloads that confidential computing is very much suited for. And we've got a lot of interest from customers who are trying this out with us in a co-engineering manner. And we know a bunch of these industries such as blockchain that have seen a lot of adoption with confidential computing. We've seen machine learning have a ton of adoption in confidential computing. And over time, I expect a ubiquity in a way which allows us to first enable these workloads, scale them in the next couple of years. And over time, I see this being pervasive where confidential computing is just part of our technology DNA that we want to leverage every time we are dealing with sensitive customer data. In many ways, going back to where we started, right? There are three legs of the data protection lifecycle, which is protecting data at rest, protecting data in transit, and protecting data in use. With confidential computing, we can now enable protecting that data in use and making our workloads way more secure. Thank you so much for being on the program today, Vikash. One final question for you before you leave. Where can folks find out more about what Azure is delivering with confidential computing and potentially engage with your team? To begin with, I recommend folks go to our short URL, which is http colon forward slash forward slash aka.ms slash Azure CC. So that's http colon slash slash aka.ms slash Azure CC. 
And if folks want to contact me, they can reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at V-I-K-A-S-C-B. So it's at V-I-K-A-S-C-B. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was really fun. Thank you so much, Alison. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate the opportunity. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.